When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Claret and Blue, the Aston Villa podcast from Birmingham Live. I'm with my son, Samuel, because he's off school for the foreseeable future, so we might as well put him to good use. Yay. His annoying little sister is out of shot at the moment. You can just about see her poking her head uh, in the window in the next room. So, yeah... Samuel, we've kind of got you here and it's a little bit unprepped. So thank you for doing this. Yes. Thank you for finally getting out of bed. Um, so congratulations on that. What we're going to do, uh, regular viewers and listeners, um, the ones that we haven't driven away with our um, nonsense by now, have seen us do this before where we just get the branded mug like this and we just pull out random questions about Aston Villa so that seems easy do you want to uh, do you want to go first okay. don't don't you're with your dad don't stress it's all going to be fine remember to speak into this big thing here as well so they can hear you what's that one say oh you're not going to do that one are you sing a part of your favourite Villa chant oh that's hard what is your favourite Villa chant should I just do one without swearing please yeah preferably I don't know do you want me to sing mine first just to loosen you up yeah 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 that would help more <laughs> What's going to be more embarrassing, you having to sing it or me singing it down here? Probably me. All right, well, mine is this. Starts bread in the news. He's playing today. I love making you squirm. I want to see him score again. Dwight York, Dwight York. Okay, what do you think of that? That was all right, except <laughs> you look so red. <laughs> You don't have to sing if I'm going to embarrass you too. I'd have to say the John McGinn song. Uh, do you want to sing it or just want to, just want to say it out loud? I'll say, we've got McGinn, super John McGinn. I just don't think you understand. <laughs> Steen Smith, man, it's better than Zidane. We've got super John McGinn. That's it. That's all we're doing. <laughs> You're just going to cringe when you watch this back. It's so funny. Right, you pick that one. My turn to pick the next one. Really? What's your most recent memory? Of Aston Villa, because obviously we, we we slap bang in the middle of an enforced break because of the um, the crisis that's gripping the world at the moment. Hence, that's why why we're spending our Saturday afternoon doing this rather than at the Villa. Best recent memory would be going to Wembley to play here. From Wembley, then I know you're kind of you're only how old are you? Twelve. Twelve. You're only twelve, but you're a veteran of how many Wembley appearances? Five? Did we say four? Four. I thought you'd seen two wins and three defeats. I thought you'd. But- Oh, yeah, wait, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool in the FA Cup, Arsenal, oh yeah, five, five, Liverpool, yeah. Arsenal, Derby and Fulham, Fulham and City. Man City. So what was your memory of um, the Man City game? I know it ended in, in, in misery, but what I was I thought your... we played quite well, to be honest. We defended all right for the first couple of minutes. Uh, first... <laughs> a couple of minutes, that's <laughs> about right, that was. <laughs> 10 or 20 minutes, and then we attacked quite decently at the end of the first half. The second half, we pressured way better, but our defence side slacking a bit at the end. 
what was your what was your favourite moment? Was it a silly question? Was it the goal or am I putting words in your mouth? It's probably when we threw those like toilet paper things. <laughs> Just out of the- you can't say you listen. The world's got a, a toilet paper crisis at the moment. You can't say that you've been oh, throwing okay. toilet. What um, were they a lot kind of streamers, weren't they? Yeah, really. Like, yeah. If we'd have known then, what we'd have known now, we'd have probably kept them on. We could have wiped our backsides on them. Anyway, you know what my memory from that day was? It was getting so annoyed after the match. We got the disappointment oh, to lose yeah. the match and we couldn't find the coach. Oh, I was just annoyed. <laughs> just frustrated the hell out of me. Um, but yes, we haven't. little did we know then that as we traipsed away from Wembley, trying to find our coach, that we wouldn't actually see Aston Villa for another three weeks, three months, six years, whatever it was. So, strange times. Right, oh, it's your turn. Do you like my boot, by the way? I've had to tone down the drinks for this because we've got a, a youngster on it. Hmm. Oh, I don't have enough water in that. Or vodka. What's the worst thing about supporting Aston Villa? <laughs> Go on, you can answer that. It's probably just the constant stress. Like, <laughs> when it gets to the 75th minute or, like, the 70th minute, you just start sweating so much. <laughs> Me? <laughs> I do. My hands start shaking every time we lose the ball and, like, we just don't want to keep it. We just get the ball and we kick it straight back out. So it's like the anxiety. So I feel that's bad parenting from my point of view. If, if every couple of weeks I'm deliberately kind of taking you and placing you in that situation where the stress is so much. <laughs> Do you forgive me? Yeah. It's been a bit of a journey, hasn't it, to try and get you get you to support Villa because your life has coincided with Villa largely being a bit crap, um, which... Surprising, you've had five trips to Wembley. You can't have been can't have been that bad, but we seem to have finally got you got your hook now. Yeah, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That is a good thing because before I didn't support the team. We've tried though, haven't we? You, I remember you saying, "Dad, Dad, can I have Man City top?" Oh, no, nope. oh, oh god, I was like in <laughs> seven. In what? In year seven? Or no, year? not year seven. <laughs> uh, like seven or six, wasn't I? Right. So you were young. You've out, you've outgrown it now. You've very. Seen. Small. You've seen sense. Can you remember your first game? I'm, I'm just, I'm ad libbing now. I'm going for, I'm asking questions that aren't even uh, in the. I in can't the mug. remember my first game, but I remember it was something like 2013, 2014 or something. It would have been in the bleak, the bleak winters of Paul Lambert years, yeah. Yeah. It was something like we were playing Crystal Palace, and I think we were playing pretty well. I, I think I can remember <laughs> Ben Teke and Agbong Lahore. And although one of them might have been injured, I really can't remember. Um, I remember, and someone scored for Crystal Palace in the last minute, and we lost one nil. Dwight Gale pinged it in the top corner in the last minute, which <laughs> is why we took great joy when he was uh, sent off um, in the playoff semi-final for, for, for West Brom last year. Do you remember what you actually said to me at the end of that first game? You'd have been. I reckon you'd have been about five years old and we'd have been sat in the whole end and it had been winter time and it had been a bit cold and miserable and we lost in the last minute of the game. And I said to you, Samuel, did you um, did you enjoy that game? Do you remember what you said? Did I say nothing about football? You said to me, the crisps were nice, Dad. <laughs> which, has been, <laughs> which has probably been a common theme of your football going. As long as you get fed and you get burgers or crisps, then you can kind of roll with the punches. Whether yeah. It, yeah, they might have lost, but I, you know, Dad got me a burger. 
before the game and I convinced him to buy me a burger after the game it might have only more. been 6-1 at home to Man City but like <laughs> yeah still got a burger yeah the burgers were good are you missing where do you normally get your burger from pre-match uh, Smoky Joe's Smoky, are you missing Smoky Joe's I mean they basically sell the same burgers at school but now we can't go to school either yeah but, but Smoky Joe's probably selling for about six times as much as the school Isn't it, no it's like £2 at school is it and how much is Smoky Joe's £4 oh, let's see Oh, I think you could get get when when school and football resumes, you could set up a sideline, getting the burgers from school. And so, mind you, be a bit cold on there. If you're getting them from the burgers on a Friday and you're selling them, on a, yeah, forget that. The worst thing about supporting Villa, from my point of view, you've you only know? had like eight hundred years doing it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Get to bed. <laughs> the worst thing about supporting <laughs> Villa, from my point of view, is a the misery that I've inflicted on you, and b. It's probably the fact that they always kind of tease you into thinking this is the time they're actually going to oh, turn yeah. the corner and be a bit good. You know, I was, I'm a 40 something year old man, and even when we went down to Wembley, knowing we we're playing against Manchester City, knowing that Manchester City had scored nine goals against us in the previous two games, I thought, we're going to win this, we've got a chance of winning it. And then just as you think they're on the verge of something, they always pull the rug again. So that's the thing for me. They just keep you keep you on edge long enough to think that they're going to be brilliant again. And then, uh-uh. You know, what am I saying? Of course, of course we're going to be brilliant again, mate. Don't you, don't you listen to it. But against City, the goal, the corner that they scored off of really shouldn't have been a corner. But it's just like, if we could get the camera angle at the end of the match to see that it's a goal kick, why can't VAR do that halfway through the match? Oh, controversial. I can't believe you've gone down the VAR, right? VAR, VAR, Yeah, next question anyway. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to talk about VAR. There's enough misery in the world without us talking about it. Next question will be about VAR. Yeah, is it yours. my turn to pick one out? Let's get the brandy mug in shot. Right. <laughs> Which Villa player has the best hair and why definitely not Grealish <laughs> you can't say that he's a friend of the family okay <laughs> we can take say what you want so you don't swear not Grealish I just have to say Tyra Mings because you can distinguish him really easily you can except for when he's playing against Bournemouth because they've all got the same oh, a lot God. of his former teammates have got the, like got, the and that. got the same hair as him um the reason that's the hair question because I, I don't know how to break this to you but if we're if we've got a kind of social distance and self-isolate for the next couple of months you could have hair. <laughs> you, could, oh. you know the kind of hair you used to have as a kid mm. when it was proper base and proper. Uh, so just to just to break you for that, just to brace you for that, I think the best hair is probably going to be somebody. Mm. Like, Lewis or Wesley? No, nah, it's going to probably be someone like Pepe Reina. Oh. I think you know. Do you know what I mean? He's got that real kind of real yeah. handsome look. You know that kind of all the kind of most handsome men have that kind of really kind of hairless. Bald, yeah, bald. That's what I'm saying. Right, next question. Oh, is it your turn? Yes, Dan. Sorry, darling. <laughs> Who's your Villa player of the season? I'd say Conor Hurahan's been pretty good, in fairness, but Grealish has been carrying us loads. Conor Hurahan? I don't know, he scored decent goals. Not oh. a lot. Green, I'd say Grealish, though. Thank God you... <laughs> I don't know. We, we always have this debate on the podcast, whether how you pronounce it. Apparently it's Howrahan. Anyway. Howrahan. And do you want to know a fascinating fact about Connor Howrahan? What? You know when me and your mum went to see Book of Mormons at the Hippodrome a couple of weeks ago? He was in the audience. You don't seem particularly amazed or impressed about that. It's not like you met him and got his autograph and everything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to 
go up to him at the bar in the hotel and have a selfie with him, am I? Um, so Grealish, you think? Uh, yeah, just because he scored that really good goal against Southampton, and although he's been staying back a bit too much and needs to go forward a bit, he's also been getting the ball a lot and making good runs with that target and everything. It does look good when he when he links up down the left. I think he has. I mean, especially since McGinn's been injured, he's had to kind of carry the team, hasn't he? Um, for a, a lot of it, so I can't think there's anybody who comes anywhere close to him. Um, if there's any Manchester, the defense not. hasn't looked very good either. No, we might get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> if there's any Manchester United fans watching this, which I'm sure there won't be, well, if they are, you think you've got the wrong the wrong channel. But yeah, he's not very good, Jack Grealish. Anybody, you know, any Man City fans, any any Arsenal fans, any Real Madrid fans, nah, he's not much good. You just need to need to look away from there. Um, but yeah, Grealish is nailed on to be Player of the Year, and if he is, we'll have to give him that trophy back that he's uh, his dad's given us for your team, which you still. Haven't won. No, well, that's the point I was going to get to, Samuel. This is what we've got to try and motivate you towards winning. Um, yeah, so Jack's dad very kindly donated uh, donated a trophy, didn't he, to, to Netherton Colts. But I don't think you've had many games since then anyway, have you? Yeah. Either the Storm Dennis or Storm whatever has kind of postponed matches and now this pesky coronavirus has um, got in the way. Um, pesky. Right, my turn? Yes. What is the most annoying thing about your dad? I probably mean not just gem. We can say generally if you want, but I mean on match days, really. Yeah, I'd say more match days. <laughs> Speaking to the microphone. Okay. Just remember, I'm the one who controls your pocket money. I'm the one who controls what time you go to bed. I'm the one who controls what you eat. I'd probably say just just after a match, really, when we're all a bit sad because Villa have most likely lost. Yeah, fair point, yeah. And you won't buy me a second burger. Is that what it is? Is is that? And also the fact that when we that's good parenting though. When Villa are actually playing horrendously, you're like every couple of minutes you just go, <laughs> and you'll and you'll be like, oh come on, that's an easy pass. And you'll say things like that. Yeah, but you've got to have a look at your own behaviour now. Oh god. Because whether it's I mean not to say the apple doesn't fall fall far from the tree. Your behaviour is very I, I am very like that. Actually, your impatience annoys me, and I don't know where you, I don't know where you've got it from. Must be your mom. I do find myself getting increasingly, uh, increasingly frustrated during games, and I think it, I think it's because, well, it's because Villa have been crap for a start. But I think it's because when I was a young man or a young lad watching Villa, we used to stand and then sit down the front of the whole end. So you you were in amongst it properly, but you couldn't quite. Unless the ball was in that penalty area, you couldn't quite tell where the ball was on the rest of the pitch. Because we're now in the top of the Trinity, you can see everything unfolding before you, and you can see what passes that people should be making. And I think it's kind of... I mean, everybody's a better footballer, aren't they, when they're sat in the stands watching it. But it's that kind of frustration, thinking, why are you doing this to me? I think, though, same with me. At the start of the season, I was sort of like... I barely said anything, but now, like, well, not now, but the last match, probably against City or whenever it was at home, I'm just find myself annoyed at everything. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just like earlier in the season, Nakamba like always passed backwards and like barely got a through ball forwards, and now like, he's making the good passes, but I still find a way to have a go at people. <laughs> I don't know, but, but I suppose it's therapy, though, isn't it? It's better if you're gonna if you're gonna get frustrated and annoyed, you might as well take it out on having a moan at the villa than I don't know wrestling your sister or something like that so okay, it's, a, okay. it's, a, so it's a good outlet isn't it um, 
anyway, so that's what was that one the most annoying thing about you? Oh, do you want to know the most annoying thing about you? I think it's probably. I think it is probably the fact. Everything. How much? No, no, no. You're all right. Actually, I think. Oh, it's, nice. I think it's how much you eat, and I think it's. You know, no sooner have you finished asking for money about something, you want money. It's probably like a football manager who always wants wants a little bit more. Pep Guardiola. No, I don't. Jose think Mourinho. No. Steve Bruce, to be honest, probably you know probably want another kebab or another burger or something like that. It's probably probably <laughs> like that, to be honest. So, but you're not that annoying. You're not as annoying as me it's yet. I'm name. still working. All right, stop being so annoying. Favorite Villa moment of this season. I know mine. That's why I wrote it because I know mine. I wonder if it's the same. You as go yours. first. Do you want me to go first? Go on. My favorite Villa moment of the season, and it has been a little bit of a roller coaster um, with more downs than ups. My favourite moment, I think, would probably be the last-minute winner against Watford. Oh, because it just frustrating. We've talked about how frustrating it gets us. How frustrated it gets us. And it was okay. Thank you. Thank you for correcting my grammar and my <laughs> my it's, it's only your job. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Son. Did I say you were annoyed? Um, what was I talking about? You were talking about the Watford winner. The Watford winner. So we thought it was Mings at the time, didn't we? But it, it, no, it turned. Oh no, we thought it was Concert and it was Mings. Um, but it was just such an annoying match because Ben Foster was time wasting, checking his studs, checking his shin pads, Troy checking on the idiot. length of the grass. <laughs> Troy Deeney is an idiot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you. What? what. <laughs> Although when he scored against Liverpool, it's pretty. Well. But it wasn't though. I know you've got friends who are Liverpool fans, but it was more we we didn't really want Watford to win that match. But anyway, yes, that that match against Watford at Villa Park was so frustrating because Martin Atkinson, the referee, wasn't clamping down on the time wasting, um, and it was just it was just poetic. It was just beautiful that we actually, virtually with the last kick of the game, won it. Um, and I, I think I said on Twitter at the time. Uh, well, the first thing I said was. That How sweet that was! Your time wasting, yes. rude word. Beep beep beep. Did you say um, don't no no. You don't need to question what I said. Don't need to question what I said. And the other thing about the other thing I tweeted was it's nice because when you've got a, a young son who's twelve and is embarrassed of his dad and that kind of thing, last minute winners give you an excuse to give you a hug. Whereas normally you just kind of swap me away and say, Dad, get up. Going to give you a hug every time we score. Yeah, but it's it's quite rare. <laughs> To be honest, so that was my moment, just because it, it gave us that little bit of um, belief in the relegation uh, battle. And then, obviously, the following week, we got another last-minute winner against Leicester, and we thought, actually, we've got this sussed. Leave it to the last minute, let the euphoria roll, and it was. Uh, so that was my moment. What about what about yours? I'd say another last-minute winner, but it would be against Brighton. How dare you pick that? I wasn't there. <laughs> Oh, I had to work. Right? I had to work that day. So you had to go with your granddad. Go on, tell me how brilliant it was. Then tell me, tell me what I missed. I thought we were the better team for most of the match, and then just all square for most of it as well. But then when Matt Target scored the like literally last minute, I was very happy. That was. <laughs> weren't that, we terrible? I heard we were terrible that day. I can't really remember if I'm honest. You can remember the winner. Yeah. Because uh, he was down our end as well, wasn't he? He was down the north stand end, and that was his first goal for Villa as well. I yeah. think that was pretty good. What's the best thing about supporting Villa? I would say I the fans it, and the chants. 
every new player we have, or most new players we have, we come up with a like original and new chant about them. Yeah, I don't think they've got enough interesting chants, to be honest, about players. Because you've got Super Jack, Super Jackie Grealish. You've got... Um, Tarming's one. Love yeah, yes. You've got the sweary Tyrone means one. Um, John McGinn. Yeah, who else has got chance? Samata. Horan. Algarve. Algarve's got a chant, yeah. El Mohammedi. Yeah. Though I can't see him scoring much apart from the Carabao Cup. House has got one. Oh, yeah, he's got one as well. And Conce has got one. Yes. No, that's all right. So you like the kind of fan kind of fan culture of it you like having a bit yeah. of a, a singing it that's the same song <laughs> but you like having yeah. you like having a chant and a sing so yeah I think you're right I think I think it is good and um, Villa Park's obviously been sold out packed out every week except for the last couple of weeks because the, the locks are on the gates but it's and we played Man City <laughs> yeah yeah we played a, a at Wembley as well so Villa Park wasn't packed out that week but it is I think I think that's been a good thing about it and early in the season particularly I mean I'm harking back but there hasn't been that many wins but the Everton win on the Friday night when the sun was shining and it was um, Wesley uh, scored his first goal yeah Wesley scored his first goal and it was a brilliant a brilliant night and I think that kind of a fan vibe kind of really built then and I think for the first couple of months of the season that stayed strong I think the longer it's gone on and the more worried we've got and the way the form slipped, I think Villa Park has turned into a bit of a kind of anxious place. But I suppose that's understandable. But even last season in the in the Championship and there's the, we gathered momentum with the 10-game winning run, it was just... Like I said, it's been... I felt, as your dad, it's been a bit of a kind of hard sell to get you to kind of fall in love with Villa. Um, but I feel like in the last kind of 18 months... You've kind of, we've kind of got you now. We've got, you, yeah. we've got you gripped. So there's, uh, there's no escape now. I think the good thing about it is that uh, you don't just have to come because we bring Jack, your mate, as well. It means that you don't just have to kind of talk to you. You don't just have to talk to me, so I don't just have to bore you. But equally, because you've heard all my jokes and don't laugh at them okay. anymore, Jack's a new person <laughs> to try them out on. So Jack's probably the best audience <laughs> for the jokes, really. So if you're listening, Jack, <clears throat> good man. Um, you've given me the coronavirus cough. If you play for Villa, what position would you play? Centre defence. You play centre defence because that's the position you play anyway. And tell me what you would bring to the Villa defence that he's missing at the moment. Leadership? <laughs> nice. I don't know. I can I just, see you. I wouldn't let the ball run under my foot. All right, well, that's a bit harsh on um, on Bjorn. But, um, yeah, so what what do you think? You're, you're a defender by trade. What do you think? Uh, what do you think is going wrong then? I think Villa got the worst defense in the Premier League. I don't know because we haven't seen him playing like months. <laughs> but the times when they're bad, we'll get the ball and then we won't look for a pass. We'll just immediately kick it back out and try and get it away when so, it never works. So giving the ball away too easily. What do you think about the way that Villa defend corners? I mean, my team's defending corners is horrendous as well. Well, it's not as bad as that, is it? It is. Is it? Probably we've conceded most goals off corners. Oh, have you? Same with Villa, So what are we going to do about it? What are Netherton and Villa? I mean, you've got probably got three or four months to work on it, to be honest, before a ball's kicked again. What are we going to do about it? When we're conceding a corner, I mainly look at just players who are unmarked because Jack Grealish, he stands in front of everyone in the box, sort of like away to the side a bit, and it's just not in there. So it's just someone's definitely unmarked. Then there's always a couple of people unmarked on the edge of the, area, on the, edge of the box, which is also just... If the ball comes out, we're not going to 
get it quickly. The thing that annoys me about corners is why do we always bring every single player back into the box? Why don't we leave Jack Grealish? I mean, you just said that Jack Grealish, if he's on the front post or he's not really kind of doing a defensive job in there, why don't they leave him on the halfway line? And then it would take three of the opposition defenders to occupy, to, to look after him anyway. And then if the ball does go, you know, when you do clear the ball, you've got an outlet. So, listen, mate, if it doesn't work out for, for Dean Smith and John Terry, I think me and you, me and you could sort them out. Oh, this fancy finishing with this one, and this is by complete coincidence, but... Didn't you write that? How's the coincidence? Well, it's not a massive shock, but it's a shock that that one came out last for us to finish on. Tell us about your secret match day deal. You know, we've got a secret pact, father and son, that we... Uh, that we do on match day. What is it? Eating burgers? No, no. the one... That... Oh, wait, in the, in the list? <laughs> no. Which one? Oh, I'm glad I'm... I might be able to remind you about it. It's not been that long since you saw Aston Villa play. There is a rule that is only allowed to happen oh, oh, yeah. inside Villa Park on a, on a match we day. We do a lot of things at Villa Park. Um, we can only swear at Villa Park and probably just in the chance... Yeah, we've got a rule that yes. as long as you don't tell your mum that I'm doing it, and I don't tell your mum that you're doing it. I don't do it that much. Well, good. Didn't you hear Grandad swear once? Oh, yeah. You don't need to repeat the word. I won't but... repeat it, but um, I think it was against Burnley, and they are disallowed John McGinn's goal. And then we scored again like a couple of minutes afterwards, and he said, disallow that, you're cheating. <laughs> Beep! So yes, so I don't know. That, that's probably bad parenting, like giving you um, giving you too many burgers as well. But we do have that that kind of cheeky little rule. But your mum doesn't watch anything that I do anyway, so there's no danger of ever finding out about this unless your sister watches it and grasses us up. But I don't think he'd not watch it either because I think he's got better things to do, like watch silly dances on TikTok and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Um, right, well, that was that that all of our viewers and our listeners are going to think. That was really, really good. Can we keep Samuel and get, no. and get, and get rid of They're his... They're going to think, what the hell? Get rid of his dad. So, listen, just to lay down the rules now, while we've got this while we've got this on camera and we've got this on a, a microphone, because you're off school for the foreseeable future, we're yes. going to homeschool you yeah? no. and we're going to make sure we have a regime, a regime in, or routine in place <laughs> that every morning, get up, get your teeth brushed, you get washed, you get dressed, and we're going to have several hours of schooling before you can even go near Fortnite or your PlayStation okay. or YouTube or whatever. Okay. If you want to go near YouTube a little bit faster and get out of homework, you can go and watch Claret and Blue, um, the Aston Villa podcast from okay. Birmingham Live. You can go and watch that, honey. But, um, yeah, so I've got, some, uh, I've, got some, I've got some books for you to study over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> So, okay. I think I've read most of this one. I did. Half of it. <laughs> you've not read. You've, Samuel, you've not read half of this. Aston Villa, the first super club by historian John Lowell. Oh, no, I was reading some of it. There's actually 503, 505 pages in it. I've read so like 50 pages. The next time we get you back on the podcast, because we need you it's to fill like in. Um, 20 years. It might be 20 years, yeah, by which time Villa may have won another couple of matches. Um, the next time we get you back on the podcast, I'm going to... Do a quiz. I'm going to question you. I'll ask them a bit of trivia. So I want to make sure. I'm going to. Blow, I want to make sure that you're doing. I'm doing going to need to know like what a minute Villa won the Champions League in. Do you know what? Yeah. We, we, even, we even conquered Europe. You know. 
1982. Yeah, good lad. Right. Well, thank you for a very random episode of Claret and Blue with myself, Matthew Kendrick, and my cheeky little son, Samuel Kendrick. Um, as you know, we're going to um, we're going to continue to bring you podcast and video content, uh, even though we're all all on lockdown. So, in the meantime, thank you very much for listening or watching, and leave us a nice review um, on iTunes because you don't want to hurt poor Samuel's feelings. Bless him. Look at his hair. Sort your hair out. Bless you. He's got none. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. So leave us a nice review and stay safe. Till next time. All the best. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa. <laughs> <laughs>